This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. In today's episode, I interview Flight Operation Administrator Brianna Dippman to discuss why you should join Women in Aviation and also how you can start your own chapter. But before we begin, quick reminder, if you have questions or any comments uh, from for myself or the people we are interviewing, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And also, I want to say a big thank you to those folks that have supported the podcast through the Pay It Forward program. And that's where you can actually donate money, and that goes to our scholarships guide where we have over $120 million in scholarships. And it's growing every day. And you can find out more about that at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash Pay it forward. If you want to give one away for free to a friend, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. And of course, the sponsor of this podcast is uh, somebody who helps this podcast for a long time, and that's plainenglishsim.com. Many people listen to this podcast so they can understand aviation English. Well, you know, there's an app for that, and plainenglishsim.com has both a VFR and IFR simulator that you can do on your phone. And they're giving away 50 scholarships. Again, plainenglishsim.com. We really appreciate them as our sponsor today. Well, anyway, on with the show. Again, today we have Brianna Dittman, who I've known for uh, quite a few years now because she's a graduate of Polk State College. And we're going to talk a lot of, uh, about a lot of things, including women in aviation, and have her back on in a future episode to discuss her career path more in depth. Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back with you again. I know, this uh, is awesome. It's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun at Sun and Fun. I think uh, that we did an interview there, and also yeah. obviously at the college. Yep. And uh, you can actually find those over at liveatc.net slash SNF if you want to go back and listen to that interview. Uh, but uh, first of all, there's a, a lot of folks that uh, are interested in getting involved with women in aviation. We'll get to that in a second. But I'd like to know a little bit about your background and kind of your career path and, and, uh, and where you are now, because I know you have, I think, a fairly new job. Yeah, so um, I graduated in 2020 with my bachelor's from Polk State College. Um, I have my bachelor's in aerospace administration. And after that, I realized I had too much free time. So I decided I was going to go back and start my master's at Embry-Riddle. So in 2022, just actually two months ago, I graduated with my master's in um, aeronautics, and I specialized in aviation safety and um, space operations. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm very, very excited over that. It's been... It's been huge for me, so it's a lot of work, and to finally have it done is great. Um, But yeah, so then probably two or three weeks after, I um, was contacted by a friend that I'd been following for for years on Twitter, actually, and um, he works for a really, well, he owns a really great ferry company, and he was like, hey, we have a need. I know that you have a flight operations background. Um, Are you interested? And I I was like, of course I'm interested. I've loved this operation. I've followed this operation for years. Sign me up. And um, it's just been a great experience for me. Awesome. Now you said, uh, well, we'll get into that next episode. But basically, I think you told me offline, they deliver big airplanes like airliners. Yes, we um, can do the full fleet of Airbuses, full fleet of Boeings. We can do um, Embraers. We, we can pretty much move any kind of airliner that's needed. So it's really 
it's it's a huge change for me and I'm learning so much about a bunch of different airliners. So Well, maybe I'll be coming to you for a job in the future <laughs> when I retire from my airline job. Maybe I'll start moving airplanes. <laughs> there you go. Got to get them got to get them around. Well, Brianna, the reason we brought you in today is primarily to talk about women in aviation international and uh, as far as, you know, why and what it is, but also if you don't have a chapter how we can form one. So let's start first of all with Women in Aviation. What What is Women in Aviation International? Yeah, so Women in Aviation International, there are various chapters that pop up in different cities, different countries, all around the world. And it is a really great environment for women who are in the industry or even women um, who are interested in the industry and males to kind of get together. It's a lot of community outreach. It's a lot of mentorship. It's a lot of just events that you're able to have together with people who share common interests. Um, and it's also nonprofit organizations. So a lot of what we do is for encouraging and advancing um, women in careers within the aviation industry. So, And that's really important because, first of all, we have this pilot shortage, and, and there's also a shortage of women uh, in the piloting ranks, but it's also a shortage in, in all the other career fields uh, within aviation. So they, they, it's not just about pilots. I, I wanted to stress that. This yes. is about everybody, all careers in women in aviation. Yes, definitely. Um, it's from from in the sky, on the ground, to behind the scenes. There's so much that goes on within aviation and even within aerospace that a lot of people don't realize. There's so many opportunities. You don't have to be flying in an airplane to be involved and be an incredibly important asset within the industry. Absolutely, absolutely. So going back to women in aviation, what other things can they do for somebody who is interested in a career? First of all, doesn't know anything about what we just talked about. So Women in Aviation has something really great. It's called um, Mentor Connect. And so as being a member of Women in Aviation, it opens you up to being able to use things like Mentor Connect, where they work on connecting you with people who um, are further along in their careers, who can kind of show you the way, guide you. Um, and then they can kind of couple that with things like scholarships that are offered. And um, even my chapter personally, we are able to set up younger people coming in or people who are interested within the industry with people who are in roles similar to what they're looking for. So is there like an age limit to this or is it? There's no age limit. Um, It is anybody and everybody can join. We have people who are, you know, in high school and we have people who are at the end of their careers that are retiring and still want to be involved, um, but aren't working and the aviation capacity anymore. Wow. It, it, like I said, women in aviation is truly, it's a large tent, brings in everybody. So what other benefits are there to women in aviation? So, of course, there's our scholarships. There's millions of dollars every year given out for scholarships. And again, it's not just flight training scholarships. If you're interested in wanting to be an AMP, a dispatcher, um, and then there are, of course, flight training scholarships and type rating scholarships. Um Again, you have your uh, mentorship, Um, there's networking opportunities, and there's also the Jobs Connect that they do, where it's um, exclusive jobs to women in aviation that they help you to get by being a member of women in aviation. So Jobs Connect, so you have to be a member to do that. You also usually have to be a, a member to maybe join in some of these career fairs, is that correct? Yes, there. so there are career fairs like the conference, um, the annual conference, um, but I actually think that the conference is open to anybody who's interested, um, okay. and that has a lot of vendors and people that come out and keynote speakers and um, 
breakout rooms and things like that. So I'm a, I'm a little biased. I think women in aviation is, a, is great. That's why I wanted to bring you here instead of everybody hearing me talk about it so much. And, <laughs> and, and just, just to add to the, the fact that there are, this is such a great organization. There are so many good people involved. Uh, and that's what's really important to me as a member is, you know, we talked about networking and all, but it's really the personal relationships you, you really actually develop and not just career, but personal relationships for people that mentor and help you throughout. Yeah, absolutely. It is the fact of just having that community. Um, just about anywhere you go, you're going to find a chapter within, you know, within a certain amount of driving distance. And being able to go there and find kind of your people that are going to be so welcoming to you and just build that friendship. It's almost like you have a home no matter where you're going because you can find these people that are in women in aviation, or you can be out at events at air shows, you can be at flying in airports, and you're, you're more than likely going to find a member. Yeah, and that's outstanding, because I, I think most of the time, especially for people that are in an underserved served section of an industry, they don't see other people that are just like them. And this enables them to see that. You go to an air show, you see a, a woman out there flying a jet or flying a, you know, a fighter, and you go up to them and you ask them questions because you know, they look like me, they act like me, and yep. this means that I could do what they're doing possibly. Yep, exactly. And I have two younger daughters, and so my, my oldest, she's convinced that she's going to be a, a pilot. Oh, cool. And I've kind of just, I love that I'm able to be in that kind of environment for her and show her that, you know, she, it's not even in her mind that, oh, I can't fly because I'm a girl. She never has had that thought before because she's just around it so much. And she's got so many strong, encouraging women that are around her supporting and, you know, and I get the same kind of support. And so you've got an alliance everywhere you go. Absolutely. So the one thing that I always talk about on my show, by the way, is uh, their career fairs. And I think they're probably the best out there. I don't want to alienate any of my other friends that do career fairs, but <laughs> I, I'd have to say they are, they're up there in the top three, let's say, of career fairs out there for aviation. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I say that is because of the depth and breadth of the folks that are actually there and the networking opportunities. First of all, have you ever been to one of these career fairs? Maybe you could describe them. So I haven't been to a career fair, but I do know about them. Mm -hmm. um, I know that a lot of the airlines come out, a lot of the companies, and they um, will review your resumes and give you tips and tricks and things like that. And I believe that if you're looking for jobs within the airlines, you get points for going to these with your airline resumes for being a member of Women in Aviation and going to these events. Yeah, absolutely. And also, by the way, um, you know, when I see somebody that has that at the bottom of their resume, women in aviation, uh, there's points there too in general yeah. uh, because you're involved in a really good organization that's helping promote uh, promote women and and of all ages and and all different types of jobs. Uh, so other there, gosh, there's so much we we could talk for hours about women in aviation. <laughs> so, so let's much. talk about <laughs> some of the other things they do because one of the things that I think is important is uh, you know uh, getting the youth involved. So what kind of events do they have to get the youth involved? Yeah, so we have annually Girls in Aviation Day. Um, Girls in Aviation Day this year is going to be September 24th. And what Girls in Aviation Day is, is an event, like I said, that's held annually, where all the chapters get together and they can kind of tailor it to what they want to do. For instance, I've seen chapters that will do um, behind the scenes tours of airports. Uh, my chapters event this past year we held it at Cecil Airport in Jacksonville and we were able to set up 
the whole hangar and have static displays from the Coast Guard come out. Um, we were able to have fun like STEM activities and we had vendors from the flight schools to the airports out there. So the kids got to go around and they got to see all these airplanes, be hands on, learn some STEM things um, and kind of talk to the flight schools for the older kids. So. Yeah, that's what an opportunity. That that's so incredible having that girls in aviation day, and they're all throughout the country. Just uh, you can find those. They're uh, all throughout the world. And on, the world. Sorry, on that right. day, on girls in aviation day, it is international. And so they can find out more. Just going to wai.org. By the way, I didn't mention the website. Yes. You can find all this information at wai.org, uh, at chapters, how you can find out about joining, and also where they're going to have girls in aviation day and the conference too. You can find yep, out all the that information too. there. Uh, what else, anything else we can cover on before we talk about where the chapters are and how we can start one? Yeah. So I guess kind of circling back to the networking thing, um, and about just kind of the reach that women in aviation has, I don't know if you heard the story of Zara Rutherford, the 19 year old from Belgium who was flying around the globe in an ultralight, she was flying in a shark. Um, and she just broke the record for being the youngest female to fly around the world. So what Zara's team did was specifically reach out to women in aviation chapters. So we had the honor of going to Jacksonville International, setting up a lunch for her, setting up flyers, posters, and um, being the ones to greet her whenever she came into Jacksonville. Mm. So we got to be a part, just a small part. She went to like 30 something different countries, but we got to be a part of her breaking this world record. And the coolest thing about it was the former record holder, Shasta Ways, was there. And so she was watching Zara breaking her record and she was encouraging her and she was helping her um, on the ground so that she could figure out the best way to fly this. And it was just such a neat experience. And that's things that really, you know, they knew that women in aviation would take care of her because she's 19 years old, flying around the world by herself. And we were home for her. So it was it was an incredible experience. Yeah, what an incredible feat also. I mean, hats off to her. Yes, she absolutely did such an incredible job. And she was VFR the whole time. She wow. did not fly IFR. What an advocate for, for women in aviation. And uh, which brings me up to another topic, in your opinion. Um, one of the things that I think we have done and we're doing a better job of is moving more women into the field of aviation. So you've been in this field for how many years now? About about seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. What, in your opinion, how how do you feel that we're doing in promoting more women? And do you see a difference? So I do see a difference. Um, the more that I get involved, the more that I get out there and I network and I connect with people, I'm realizing that we are starting to come back out in numbers. Um, and I think that that is something that is vitally important because people are taking women more seriously in the industry. And I think that that's something that wasn't really done before, realizing that women are just as capable and realizing that women are an asset. Um, and so it's been really cool because whenever I started at Polk State, I was the only girl. <laughs> I was the only girl that was flying. And um, so I went to you know, my next flight school and I was still the only girl. And so in my jobs, I was the only girl. And so now I'm starting to see that there's more girls that are coming in and I'm not the only girl that's flying anymore. And I'm not the only girl that's working anymore. And it's really, it's really incredible. And to see younger ones coming up too, that, like I said, don't understand that they haven't been told that they can't do that. They just, this is their goal and they're going to do what they need to, to get to it. 
Yeah, it almost becomes generational, you know, where they yeah. realize yeah, that they can do this, which is terrific. Absolutely. No stereotypes there. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that you still have that pushback. I'm sure you probably have seen that, but, but it's, I think it's waning, I think. I think so. I think that as women are getting into the industry and being able to show the next generation, like you said, it's generational. I think that they are able to take that negativity out of the equation and just know that some people might not like this, but we don't care. Right. <laughs> and we're going to do this anyway. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you just have to push back when things are right. That's for sure. Absolutely. So if you're somebody who's sitting there uh, listening right now and you're trying to figure out where to find a chapter, by the way, you can go to wai.org, click on chapters. But let's say that you can't find one and you'd love to start one. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, first of all, forming a women in aviation chapter is it's not easy, but you have a lot of help. You do. It is a huge labor of love. Um, I started the Jacksonville chapter about two years ago now, about well, closer to a year and a half. Um, and basically what I did was I was able to go on the website and they have a whole section about forming your own chapter. And they, you contact um, women in aviation and they are so quick to respond and they're just as eager as you because they love watching these chapters pop up just as much as we love being able to have the opportunity to make them. Um, and so what they do to help you is they take those participants from conference. They take those participants from career fairs. They take participants that have shown interest or are members but don't belong to a chapter. And they're able to mass email and say, hey, there's a chapter opening up. Here's the contact. And you guys can get in contact with each other. Um, and just from that point on, like I said, the WAI.org has so many resources for how to get out into your community and where to go and things like that. Is there anything that you found during this process that maybe sticks out, maybe the one, two or three things uh, that you should maybe look out for or advise people that are putting this together that would be something to concentrate on or, or maybe you should consider right now when you're thinking about starting a chapter? So I would say my my top one is try not to start a chapter during COVID times. <laughs> um, I started right like right on the back end of when it was all kind of really bad. Um, and so that was in itself a challenge. But other than that, I think focusing really on who are you looking for to come to your chapter? Do you have a lot of airports around or, you know, are you in kind of more rural area? Um like, where are you wanting to target to get members? Um, Jacksonville, for instance, has like six airports. So I'm able to go to all these airports. I'm able to join Facebook pages for those airports um, and advertise for those kinds of things and just go out and network. And anybody that'll listen to me in public, I was, hey, have you heard about our chapter? You should come and join us, you know? So that's one of the things is figuring out where you're wanting to find these people or where you can find these people. Um, and then also just kind of thinking about events. Are there organizations that you would like to work with? Are you wanting to partner up to, are you wanting to be a chapter that partners up to do events? Or are you wanting to be a chapter that just gets together for dinner um, and hangs out? Um, kind of seeing what you're wanting to get out of this chapter. So if I'm hearing you correctly, there's every chapter is different. Like they, some are more social, some are more involved in, in creating events, etc. Yeah, you can really make it however you want. Um, there's there's no outline to what's right or wrong in a chapter. It's what works for your chapter. Um, and 
that's another part that's really great is some people really like the social aspect of it and don't want to be involved in the events and that's fine. And some people want to be more involved in the events, but don't really have time to leave the house to go have dinner, you know, and hang out for a couple hours and that's fine too. So you've got, you can just do so much. So in finding members, you answered that question, you know, how do we find members? But I think just being an advocate in general for women in aviation, if you're wearing a shirt, et cetera, and say, hey, you know, you should get involved. Even if it's not your chapter, if you're in another state, say, hey, you know, we'd love to have a, a bigger organization because I think it helps everybody. Yeah, I have a bag of Jack's stickers that I travel with me everywhere. And if I, if I reach out to somebody and I'm like, hey, I'm president of the Women in Aviation chapter in Jacksonville. Here's a sticker for, you know, it doesn't say Women in Aviation on it, but you've got the Jack's runways that says Jack's on it. So you're going to remember. Um, and I've kind of gotten this thing online of being like the girl with the stickers. So yeah, the <laughs> it's fine. I'm waiting for my sticker. Where's my I, sticker? I have, it is in the car. I will okay, bring good. you one. <laughs> but, but yeah, so things like that and just... Um, at Sun and Fun, I brought chapter t-shirts and I was giving them away to some of the people that I really met that really stuck out. And um, that was, it's just little things like that or pens and just getting the name of the chapter out there and just telling anybody that'll listen. So do you find that a lot of people already know about women in aviation or is this something, is this a new topic for them? Is this it's a new concept when you do approach them about it? I would say it's about 50-50. Um, okay. A lot of people really do know what it is, but there are some that are like, no, what is it? You know, and they do want to learn more. And once you're able to really be passionate about it and talk about it, um, you start to notice that that passion goes into the people that you're talking to that have never heard about it. And they start to understand it's a really cool organization. Or one of the things that I've noticed a lot is I'll talk to men about it and they, they're like, Oh, that's for women. And you're like, no, it's not you. Right. You can join women in aviation as well. And actually I would really prefer it if you did, it would be a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point is that everybody can join everybody. And one of the things that always has been a, a concern with me with the chapters and anything is how do we create a sustainable chapter? You know, that one that, that you know won't go away and fade. You know, it's, uh, you've seen this happen in the past. Any advice there? Yeah, so creating a sustainable chapter, um, it can be hard, um, especially because you are dealing with a lot of professionals who have busy work schedules. And I think one of the biggest things that I had to do was manage my expectations. You're not going to have meetings that pack up a room every single time because people are busy. People have lives. Um, but being able to still push forward with that and still looking at events and trying to get the everybody involved and keeping in contact. Um, we have a great um, social media presence. Um, so that's fun is being able to have, um, you know, Instagram where we're able to connect with people that are local and sending out emails that are, you know, just reminders and trying to give people a predictable time of like the second Saturday of every month where there's going to be something going on or something like that. You know, I think that's a great point what you just said, the, the having something predictable, because I think that's sometimes what happens with anything in life, like with the podcast, or it's they're expecting it on Monday, say, or expecting yeah. the second Tuesday of the month. I think that's a great idea. It's the same thing with meetings. So that that's a good point. I like that. that yeah, was, and it's like, even if you know the location changes, you know you know that this is, this is going to be happening. So just... 
see where it is and what time. So there must be challenges there. I mean, location. I mean, how do you figure out what location to go to? Yeah, that's been a huge, um, a huge thing that was we originally started at an FBO at the airport. And then our first meeting, we were too big for the room already. So it, it was a good problem to have. Um, but I've noticed that the FBOs are very welcoming. We were able to move to a different one that is a little bit bigger and it's at the same airport. But um, FBOs, airport conference centers, those are all really good options. And a lot of people, whenever you say you work with women in aviation, they want to help you and they're probably not going to charge you. Um, and if they do charge you, there's places that'll do it for free. Um, trying to just kind of be financially responsible in that fact. And then there's some meetings, like I said, where we will go to have lunch or dinner instead. And those are just reserving tables and calling them ahead of time. Yeah, you said finances. So there's got to be a cost to running a chapter. How, how do you go about raising money for that? So for us, we have tried... Um, a couple different things. Um, of course, we had t-shirts that we were able to um, sell. We've also done um, those restaurant fundraisers. We went to um, Gator's Dockside. And if you dropped your receipt in the bucket, we got a portion of those proceeds and things like that. And um, we're allowed to do GoFundMes, things like that. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. You can write um, for grants. You can write for donations once you get your 501c3. Um, and the communities are really willing to help. And also something that's really, really cool is a lot of companies that are bigger will have a volunteer program for their employees saying, hey, if you volunteer 100 or 10 hours, we'll give you $100 for these 10 volunteer hours to your organization. So being able to find those companies and kind of trying to get more members from those companies or trying to let those members that work there know that this is an that this is a program you get you get money back from that for them giving their time yeah that's a great point i know the company i work for they give away i've worked for an airline they give away free flights if you volunteer and i think that's that's something we sometimes don't remember or think about you know we're working somewhere yeah so, so think about that but also uh, specifically though let's go back to the money for the individual so they normally have to join the the larger women in aviation uh organization then also the chapter is that correct yes so you will join Women in Aviation International. And then while you're doing that, you're able to select a chapter that you want to join. Um, if you want to just be a member of the international chapter and not of a local chapter, that's fine too. Um, but whenever you're going through that process, you can select the chapter you want to join. And then you'll have um, specific chapter dues, which vary based off whatever the chapter decides. Yeah, absolutely. It's something you need to look into uh, mm -hmm. if you're going to go to your local area to join. Uh, and don't remember this. If you're someone who travels a lot, don't forget that there are local events. And just look on the website. Maybe you can find them. Outreach on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. There's looking on uh, WI.org. Every chapter that's on there usually tells you their meeting times and what general day of the week that meeting is going to be. And it gives you contact information. So there's a lot of information that's here on their website, Women in Aviation, I'm looking at online right now, mm -hmm. uh, on how to form a chapter. They also can maybe reach out to you possibly uh, about that. And that you can find you on their, the Women in Aviation chapter in, in Jacksonville? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I love being able to reach out and help people um, because I think that the, the more the better because that's just the more women that we can get and the more chapters that we can have and the more encouragement there is room for all of that 
Um, and so I definitely would love to be able to have the opportunity to help uh, create other chapters. Absolutely. And feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Plus, we'll put Brianna's information down in the show notes at the bottom. So what else? What other information would you like to relay to people about starting a new chapter or women in aviation in general? I just think that it's a really great um, opportunity. I think that it gives you what you put into it. I think that if you are looking for the opportunities that they are going to present themselves as a member. Um, they are, they're endless. They really, really are. And so if you need that help, you can use those mentorship services. If you need jobs, you can look at the jobs. And so if you need scholarships, I, I've offered to multiple members of our chapter to write them letters of recommendation for the scholarships and things like that. Um, and like I said, just, just getting the opportunity to get out there and meet other people who feel the same way. It is an incredible opportunity. I got, like I said, I got to go on Sun and Fun Radio. I got to go to Oshkosh and just talking about women in aviation the whole the whole way. So it's it's just an incredible organization as a whole. And you're always going to kind of be able to find a group of people that really you can relate to no matter where you go. I think you're a wonderful advocate for women in aviation and an ambassador for the whole organization. And uh, well, hopefully we'll see more of you out there at, at these different shows. This has been absolutely terrific having you on the show here. I do want to have you back, though, to talk more about uh, what your job is here specifically and also about women in aviation. What other things do you want to add to that before we, we kind of close out here? Yeah, so um, I'll just give you dates for upcoming uh, women in aviation stuff. Girls in Aviation Day, um, the annual event is going to be held on September 24th of 2022. And then next year coming up, the conference is going to be February 23rd through 25th at um, the Long Beach Convention Center in Long Beach, California. Awesome. Got to get back out to Long Beach. What a beautiful area. That yeah, is. get, get some weather. beach time in too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Water's a little cold for me. I'm used to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cold. The, the East Coast is better beach-wise, but... <laughs> It's how still about, pretty. How about your local chapter? The Girls in Aviation Day, are you doing something specifically for that day? or? I am going to. I'm kind of still working out what I want to do. Um, I, I'm going to try to talk to the International Airport. I would love to be able to do one of the behind-the-scenes events. That's my goal for this year is to be able to do that um, because I just I think that that's so cool for kids to be able to see what happens and like, you know, see the baggage from the ramp and all the different assets, like in areas that they can look at. So awesome. Well, I'll have to have you by my workplace for a girl in aviation day. I think that would be yeah. absolutely awesome. Uh, but we've done them in the past. I think they're terrific. And, and I've, I've seen the smiles on people's faces and their, and their lives really light up afterwards. I think that's the one reason I love getting involved. Yeah. That's one of the things that makes it so worthwhile is getting to watch, especially for me, I just love watching the younger generation, um, just the the aspiration in their eyes whenever they see that what's possible for them and just knowing that if you start um, kind of facilitating that whenever they show that interest and make sure that you're keeping them interested, that's really going to be the catalyst for moving them forward with that. Because if you just kind of let those aspirations die, it's a lot harder to move forward with that. Absolutely. You know, you really have been a wonderful inspiration for me, too. And uh, I've been watching your career, and we're really proud of you, especially as, an, as a, a graduate here at Polk State College. And, Love and, Polk State. And, yes. <laughs> and, and congratulations on your master's. And we're going to see what you're going to do going forward in your career. We'll definitely have you back on again. Uh, but I wonder, you know, in your opinion, I wonder if this so, there'll be a day that 
we won't need like a women in aviation. I mean, it's not uh, organization, or or maybe that's not really the way to say it. Maybe uh, we'll see more women in the in the field, in the career field. Not maybe it'll be more than fifty percent. Right now, it's very low. Yeah, I think it's about six or seven percent of women are pilots um, altogether. So you get to the airlines and you see that number dwindles a lot, a lot smaller percentage. So for me, that would be an incredible moment is that day where that percentage gets to, you know, 49, 50%. And it's, it would be incredible. I think I'm biased, obviously, but I think that still having women in aviation would be perfect because then it just furthers that encouragement and you know keeping that around and showing all the people in the industry so i think it'll evolve i don't think we'll ever see it go away but it's no, gonna evolve because it's at getting some point bigger. yes absolutely getting bitter bigger and uh and at some point it, it's always going to be a good resource for women period mm-hmm. uh, and i don't think it'll ever go away because i've i've been asked that question do you think ever see, see a day where we won't need women in aviation and i'm like no i think we'll always need women in aviation just for the camaraderie the networking yeah the learning and uh and you'll always see it out there i think what most people are trying to say in that question is do you think there'll be a day when we'll see the majority of people in the aviation field as women i think we will i, I think we will or I definitely at least do. balance yeah absolutely brianna thanks so much for coming out this has been terrific we're here yeah. in lakeland florida doing this and i will have all the contact information at the bottom is there any contact information for you other than uh what we have on the podcast and the show notes that you want to kind of relate to people other than wai.org where you can find all this information yeah um my personal email address um if you would like to reach out for any questions comments anything like that about today um it's president at waijax.org Awesome. Or, and we'll dot, put com. The, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. And we'll put that into the show notes too so that you don't have to remember that. Uh, I appreciate this. We are going to have you back. I definitely want to talk about your yeah. career. It's been so diverse. Uh, it's been exciting to watch and watch on the internet. And it's I always love talking coaster. to you. It is a roller <laughs> And it's, it's true in life in general, right? Yeah. Is that you, you don't know sometimes where you're going to go with your career yep. and what path you're going to take. There's always branches in the road, but it's, it's, it's always a challenge. It's so much fun. That's the fun thing. If you ask anybody in the industry, how did you get here? You're never going to get the same story twice. It's always just, it's an adventure. It sure is an get adventure. Get along for the ride. <laughs> and that's why we love doing this show. It's it's so much fun to hear adventures like yours, Diana. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming here. Thank you. Well, folks, I, I really appreciate your listening. And you know, after you're done with the podcast, do me a favor. Check out those websites we talked about. And, and don't stop today. You know, Make sure that if you're going to look at a career in aviation and, and say you're a female uh, and you want to get involved, check out WAI.org. But if you're somebody who's looking into helping people that are looking for careers in aviation that are females, I would really highly recommend you're getting involved, no matter who you are. But uh, I also want to give a big shout out, by the way, to PlainEnglishSim.com, who is the sponsor of this podcast. They have that app-based English simulator, and that's both for VFR and IFR. PlainEnglishSim.com, they're giving away 50 scholarships, and we have almost every single Women in Aviation scholarship in that guide. I'm pretty pretty sure we have all of them out there for all the different chapters, and that's AviationCareersPodcast.com slash scholarships. And you can get one for free by using PlainEnglishSim as a coupon code. But most importantly, if, if you could, think about what you want to do in your career. If you're a female listening to this now, if you're somebody that wants to open a chapter, find a chapter, go ahead and reach out to people. Don't, don't just sit there. Take action today. Do something today to move forward 
in your career and in your life. And I am sure that you will succeed. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.